This is Among the Stacks, produced by the Allen County Public Library in Scottsville, Kentucky. The podcast where you learn what we're reading and recommending and the library news. Hi, I'm Sheila Stovall. Hello, it's Miss Amanda. Welcome to Among the Stacks at the Allen County Public Library. Well, folks, it is super crazy busy here at the Allen County Public Library because Miss Amanda has registered a record number of kids <laughs> for our Oceans of Possibility Summer Reading Program. So, Miss Amanda, give us an update about what's going on with summer reading. Yeah, so we've got... At my last viewing, which was this morning before my lunch break, we had 426 kids registered for the program. Uh, That includes our general public that comes in and registers or registers online, but it also includes the kids from the core day camp and also from the Boys and Girls Club. So I'm so thrilled to partner with them again this year and, you know, get the love of reading into as many young minds as we possibly can. And we're looking forward to seeing everybody on our first summer reading program, which will be Tuesday, uh, June the 14th. And there's so much more to come. Um, we We know we're going to have our first performer. His name's Tom Sealing. He's a banjo player, and he plays the guitar and the fiddle. And he has labeled his program for Tuesday. It's called Tromp Through the Swamp. And that kind of ties in with the Oceans of Possibilities theme. Um, But he did say we're having the outdoor event for our two um, partners because there's a lot of kids, and we don't want to cram them into a small space. Sheila, I'm worried. Tuesday's high is 96 degrees. Well, we're going to be at the Dugas Park Pavilion, yeah. and there are fans there, yeah. and so it's a great outdoor venue that we're able to do that with our, our partners at the Dugas Community Park, mm-hmm. and it's just, we are so blessed oh, to have yes. that facility available to us. And then we'll also have the program here in the library where it's air-conditioned. Yeah, for the general and, public. Um, yeah. Of course, not all children come to every program, so right. it, it will all work It'll out. It'll be fine. And, It'll be fine. And I just wanted to remind people that, you know, summer reading isn't just for children. We have teen programs mm-hmm. with Miss Alanda, and we also have adult programs. You can stop by and register for summer reading, and if you complete your being go uh, card with Miss Chelsea you'll and turn it in you'll actually our, the summer reading prize for adults is a $15 gas card nice. you can't <laughs> use that right now so you get to do something that I love you don't have to bribe me to read right. but you can read a book uh, and also come to some of our fun uh, classes there's a program called uh, a wave pour paint class right. like P-O-U-R mm-hmm. pour paint and even i who has no artistic ability whatsoever created a fabulous it's a masterpiece art yeah work <laughs> this technique so try that there's also going to be a plarn workshop and jamie's going to take care of that and they're also going to build a boat right so you don't have to do all of these things the main thing is read sign up for summer reading and complete your bingo for adults so there's something for everyone at the Allen County Public Library. So great job, Miss Amanda, getting all these kids registered yeah. for summer reading. Well, thank you. It's been a minute since I've been able to do a real summer reading program. COVID happened and then, you know, I had a baby and I was off last year. So I've hit the ground running this year and so far so good. I think we are about squared away to get everything kicked off and started. Oh, it's great. Mm-hmm. It's great. 
Well, have you been reading anything good lately? I've had time to read one book in the past month, and um, it's actually one that it, usually I listen to audiobooks, but I'm making myself in the evening take some time just to read a chapter a night, and it kind of makes my brain just, you know, get relaxed and get ready for bedtime. Uh, but I just finished reading. It's called Unmasked, My Life Solving America's Cold Cases. And the author is Paul Holes. It's a nonfiction book, kind of like a memoir of all the different things that he has done over the years. And if you don't know Paul Holes, he is just an amazing man. I am really hooked on listening to podcasts. And one of the podcasts that I listen to on the regular is called Jensen and Holes. And Jensen is Billy Jensen and Holes is Paul Holes. And these two men have come together to help solve cold cases. And, uh, you know, a lot of time uh, when these awful things happen to these people, if there's not enough evidence to support somebody getting convicted and all of these things, the case will just go cold. And many of these cases have been just dead in the water for decades and decades. And, uh, but Paul and um, uh, Billy, they use the public, they use the community uh, to help them solve these cases because there's so many people that are interested in this true crime field that any extra bodies that can work on something that might be in their jurisdiction, or maybe it, it was in a time period that they can relate to in the same location where they might have been brought up in, it might uncover a recovered memory and things like that. So they have actually, with their podcast, um, solved some cold cases, which I think is amazing. Um, but Paul Holes, he um, was the one who helped solve the Golden State Killer um, case. And he was able to pin that down when it was dead in the water. He was a young uh, detective and he was trying, uh, like an intern trying to fill his way out in what department he wanted to work for. And in the corner of this old room was a filing cabinet. And it had just been looked over for years and years. And he didn't want to get in trouble because he was, you know, new to the scene. But one evening he went to that filing cabinet and he pulled out a, uh, a file and it said E-A-R on it. And the EAR symbolized the um, East Area Rapist, and he ended up being also the Golden State Killer. So by him finding this file and using what he was learning at the time, like he first came across this in the 70s. So it was early, early time when he found this. It got solved in the 2000s because of the DNA markers for genealogy. And that's how he was able to track him down. Um, I could go on and on about Paul Holes. I am not one that reads a lot of nonfiction, but where I am so tuned into his podcast and his followers, I've enjoyed this book immensely. Uh, he worked for 30 years almost for the Sheriff's District in Contra Costa County in California. He's worked on cases such as the Zodiac, the Golden State Killer, and the J.C. Dugard case. Um, but it doesn't just talk about the cases, this book. It talks about how it has affected him in good and bad ways. He finds joy in his job because he's able to lay these people to rest and give them their name back and have their families finally have their loved ones back where they belong. But just the emotional toll of seeing the worst of the worst from one day to another and being able to compartmentalize that and not show emotion and just do the job. Um, he's questioned himself over the years like, 
because he's had lost relationships. He's had not so many great things happen with his kids. But at the end of the day, he had a calling. He had a calling to do this work. And he's helped so many people in the process of that. As time has went on, his family has become more um, attuned to what he was doing and appreciative uh, because they have seen the difference that he's made for people. Um, He's just a good guy. Uh, But Paul Holes, uh, if you're into true crime, great. If you're not, give it a try because he's such an interesting figure. Uh, But he does have a a little hashtag. The community really loves Paul Holes. And he's a cute guy. And they have made a hashtag and it's called Hot for Holes. (laughs) So I just thought that was funny. Um, But yeah, it's called Unmasked by Paul Holes. And I would pick that one up. It's really good. And the fact that it is true. It is crime. Mm -hmm. See, I escape into fiction. I'm too much of a coward to read. Yeah. True crime. How evil. Yeah. People can be as astounding, but how good people can be too. Just like this gentleman, you know, putting, you know, himself out there and having to see the worst of the worst just so he can help the family members have peace and uh, put criminals behind bars. So, uh, so I really admire anyone who works in law enforcement as how they stand in the gap or stand you know, to protect, put their own welfare at risk Mm -hmm. to protect people like me who wander around. Right. Uh, One of the things he quoted saying, and I'll share this and then I'll be done with Paul, but I just love him. He says, I have sacrificed relationships, joy, even fatherhood, because the pursuit of evil always came first. Did I make the right choice? It's something I grapple with every day. Yet as I stand in the spot where a young girl took her last breath, as I look into the eyes of her family, I know that for me, there has never been a choice. I know he goes, I don't know if, if I can solve your case, I whisper, but I promise I will do my best. And he says and a little, it might sound arrogant to some, but I think it's just his, his convictions. He says, I promise, he says, this is a promise that I know that I can keep for her. And he did end up solving this crime. Just he, he really gets into each and every victim that he comes across. And he replays that story on how the sequence of events could occur. And he's just really smart. Um, definitely wow. called to do what he's doing. He's an amazing man. Wow. Well, thanks for sharing that. I'm sure there's some listeners out there that will want to check that out. Oh, yeah. Well, I have finished a new book that Jamie Malley uh, suggested and is by an author I used to read and hadn't read one of her books. I love Nevada Barr. Mm -hmm. Uh, I loved her Anna Pigeon series where she was um, there was always some sort of crime in one of the national state parks. So Anna Pigeon moved around to all the different state parks and there'd be a crime oh, or yeah. something. And um, so I've always loved a Nevada bar, but I just sort of got, you know, sometimes the series can just go on to, you know, right. you just get, you know, they sort of seem to be too similar. But um, so when she mentioned Nevada bar, uh, uh, what Rose forgot is the name of this. She says, it's not an Anna Pigeon book. It's so different. And I love it. Uh, and so Rose Dennis is um, wakes up, in a memory care facility in a fog. And it's like, she can't remember anything that's happened to her, how she ended up here. And uh, because of pneumonia or stomach virus, something like that, 
she doesn't get her medication. Okay. And the fog lifts. Oh. And so after that fog starts to lift, she she realizes this the medicine that's making her lose her memory. And so she starts hiding oh. her pills. And so, but she keeps pretending, you know, like staring into space. Right. And um, so she does escape. Oh. And uh, so she she makes her way to her granddaughter's house mm-hmm. and hides in the playhouse for the first day. As they start uh, trying to figure out, you know, who, how did she end up there? What, you know, because her husband has died. And she might have gone a little bit off the rails there through her grief, but she was always eccentric. She's an artist. Mm -hmm. She's a very wealthy artist. (laughs) And uh, so she has, uh, her husband has, um, had, had died when all this came to, to happen. And she has one sister, but her sister lives in another state and is, uh, won't leave her home. She's very obese and has like a dozen cats. Oh, okay. But, but her sister is also eccentric in that, you know, she's not a hacker, but she, she's a sort of computer genius and likes to listen in on okay. what's going on with people. So with the help of her sister, now this was what I loved about it. So her sister, I won't give away too much of the plot, but uh, her sister sends her a credit card and uh, so, like, okay, if I've just escaped from a memory care and I'm hiding out in the playhouse, I'm not going to go to a hair salon and get my hair done. Right. You know, but that's for like, well, you want to act like you're sane and look look reasonable. So I thought that was pretty smart. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You got to get yourself back together. And yeah. So there's some other things. And, uh, but there's some funny twists and turns. But I think what I love best about this is the relationship she has with the 13 year old granddaughter Mm -hmm. and how they talk to each other. Really, it's her step-granddaughter. There's no blood because this is her husband's from a previous marriage uh, granddaughter. But they just talk to each other like they're both 13-year-old girls. But uh, So we have this artistic person who also does yoga, you know, because the little girl's like, well, granny, you know, what she calls her Gigi, she says, you know, you do stand on your head. And she's like, well, that's yoga. There's lots of people... (laughs) She's like, I'm from New Orleans. I don't stand out in New Orleans. Yeah. Now I think they're in, I don't know if they're in North Carolina or somewhere, very conservative mm-hmm. uh, community. And she does stand out. But anyway, so uh, so anyways, it was interesting how she got out of the nursing home. And then she goes back to rescue someone else. Uh-huh. And she realizes that's, you know, the sort of scheme is that, I don't know, if for the right price you might get your elderly relative you know Mm -hmm. with early dementia Mm -hmm. speed that dementia up (laughs) so So that as the plot unfolds but uh but i love rose she's a little old lady who's feisty and smart Mm -hmm. and her sister is smart too and her the 13 year old granddaughter is smart you know and as they Uber around town trying to follow people and unravel the mystery of what's really going on at this long-term, very plush Mm long-term care facility. So that was uh, by Nevada Barr. She reminds me of my Gigi. Just you, you talking about her reminds me of my Gigi. She's long past now, but 
Old little ladies can be really fun sometimes. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Right. And so, um, so that was a lot of fun to read. And I also read uh, The Secret Place by Tana French. And again, this is sort of, um, it takes place in Ireland of all things. Uh, it's uh, a year ago, a boy was found murdered uh, at a girl's boarding school. And the case was never solved. And so Detective Stephen Moran has been waiting for his chance to join Dublin's murder squad when uh, a 16-year-old girl arrives at his office with, with a photo of the boy who was killed at this school with the caption that I know who killed him. Mm. So Stephen joins with Detective Antoinette Conway and they uh, reopen the case. And it, all, all of this investigation takes place at a very exclusive girls' school. And then, of course, next door is the boys' school. Mm -hmm. But the young man was found murdered on the property of the girls' school. Okay. So you have the little clicks right. within the girls. And so it was very, I could never figure out who was the murderer. Okay. And uh, so that was very clever. I thought the whole thing was clever. And the only hard part about it is for like, because the story was told from the point of view from all of the different girls mm -hmm. and boys. Right. And it would go back in time and forward in time. Yeah. It's like it would go back in time. I can't even remember the name of the boy who was killed. But uh, so you'd have his point of view and that would end that scene like three months and two oh. days before he will die. Oh. And you're like, oh, getting oh. closer and closer, though, all yeah. the time. Yeah, and he was sort of like the really good-looking guy that all the girls loved right. and all the girls wanted to be with. He was Mr. Perfect. And then as the story unfolds, you find out he wasn't mm. quite the nice guy everyone right. sort of talks about mm. him being. And so I, I enjoyed I enjoyed that story. So those were, were two um, authors I don't think I'd mentioned before that uh, are just excellent authors, Tana French. It's an excellent author, and so awesome. You like those sort of? I won't know psychological thrillers the right one, but you have to use your brain yeah. trying to figure out who, yeah, did it. Who did? But it wasn't ever too scary, you know. Was it? It wasn't something that I thought somebody was going to stab me with a knife, yeah, in the middle of the night. So I've got one I'm going to start soon. It's a juvenile fiction. It's by Gregory Maguire. He wrote Wicked. Um, but it's called Watercress. It's on my nightstand. I'm going to start it next. So we'll see how that goes. Okay. Well, I also just want to uh, remind people that, you know, it is summer reading mm -hmm. and there's uh, Oceans of Possibility is our summer reading thing. Yeah. And I happen to notice on uh, the new book order that you have all sorts of new children's yeah. books coming in. So, you know, I love audiobooks and digital books, but especially for children, there's something about holding absolutely book, looking at the graphics of that mm -hmm. and really drawing them into the story. Yeah. So uh, parents, we really hope you'll stop by and with the library, make it a family affair. Yeah. And uh, I will do uh, a little commercial for primetime family reading, mm -hmm. which is uh, Kentucky. We received a grant from the Kentucky humanities council. And so we're going to be recruiting 10 
families and uh, to start with our primetime family read night. And you'll get books to read as a family. Mm -hmm. These are award winning books. And then we'll uh, so we'll have a light meal. We know how hard it is to work or be on the run all day. And you can't come to a program and have supper. Right. So and cook supper for your family and get here. So at five o'clock, we'll have a light supper. And then at five, it'll be a box something. So you don't have to, you know, we're thinking about handling food and stuff. It'll be from a restaurant. It'll be a box meal. So you get your box meal and everybody's happy. And then at 530, we'll have an academic person. We'll have a professional storyteller and an academic person from Western Kentucky University come in and lead the discussion. And it's just a really uh, wonderful experience. Mm -hmm. But that will start on uh, Thursday, July 14th, but we're registering families now. So call the library 270-237-3861 if you want to register your family, especially if you have an elementary age child mm -hmm. available. We will have child care available. If you have like, you know, elementary children, but also an infant or toddler, we will have a uh, child care provided. So you can, and they'll be right in the next room. Mm -hmm. It's not like they'll be far away, but right. you know, there's a glass wall. You can, so your child can be taken care of and you can participate with your, your reading child right. uh, in primetime family read night. So stop by and register for that program too. Awesome. So, so there's lots going on at the Allen County Public Library. Very, I was looking at everything going on and it would be a lot of time to talk about everything, but just know, stop by. We've got so much going on. We got calendars online. If you visit our website or our Facebook page, I do want to give a shout out. Uh, we had a very great first Friday event uh, last week on the third and uh, we had our principals from the primary center and the intermediate center, Mr. Um, Tim Wilson and Trey Harper. Uh, we also had our mayor, David Birch and myself all participate in being in the dunk tank. Um, and, you know, the principals got off pretty easy. They didn't get dunked hardly at all. And then here comes Mayor Birch. We love him. And he's like, Amanda, if they hit that little wall, let's just let, you know, just dunk me. Just hit push that button and dunk me. And I was like, OK. So he got dunked several times. And I felt like I just can't change the rules once the mayor says what the rules are going to be. I got dunked like 40 times, Sheila. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but you took one for the team did, there, Amanda. I did. We had a, oh. we had that and the fishing for prizes. Mariah had a decorating shells uh, station. We had chalk out and they were making sea creatures all over our front porch. And it was just the place to be Friday night. We had a great time. I know. And all credit goes to the staff. I was AWOL. I was off <laughs> doing some other stuff. Yeah. And uh, that's the fun thing about my job. I have the best staff at here. And I can say that that is the truth. We have a lot of fun and craziness, yeah. but we also work hard. We make work look like fun. Yeah. And a lot of time it is fun. So it is a great place to work and be. And so, yes, we do appreciate the community support from the, mm -hmm. the principals and uh, Mayor Birch mm -hmm. and uh, just people who came by and just had a great time. And so, and it's the front page of the paper. Yeah, we made it. I noticed today. <laughs> yeah, so that's great. So. Well, thank you. Well, I guess we'll let the folks go. And so thanks so much for joining us today. And thanks for all that you're doing to make summer reading a success, Miss Amanda. Well, thank you so much. I, I love my job. I really do. All right. Well, we'll see you next time. All right. Bye. You've been listening to Among the Stacks, a podcast produced by the staff of the Allen County Public Library in Scottsville, Kentucky. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to seeing you among the stacks.